0: ...consistent in our lives, we can count on you. So, Father, we trust you this morning to speak to our hearts, to speak to our minds. Open us up so that, Father, we can hear from not a man, but from heaven. And we thank you that faith will come as a result of the word being taught. And, Father, because the word's being taught, your word says it will not return to you void. And so we thank you for... Uh, calling things that that be not as though they were to come to pass in our lives and we believe you for that and we thank you for the signs miracles and wonders that will follow your word today in the mighty name of jesus everybody say amen Amen. and come on give the lord a hand clap hold up your bible if you have one i want you to repeat after me say this is God's god's word not pastor evan's word And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Today I'm going to do a mini-series. Mini means M-I-N-I, not M-A-N-Y. I'm going to be doing a mini-series entitled Living a Scripted Life. Everybody say, "Living Living a Scripted Life. Now, as I was reflecting on turning uh, 54 this week, uh, one of the things that has been evident over the last 34 years of me being a believer is a consistent flow of success, favor, and blessings on my life. And I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just really sharing with you that there has been a consistency in those three areas, now, that does not mean it's been a life of perfection, but what it does mean that it, it has been a life of consistent love and obedience to God. Amen. Amen. In, first, in John fourteen fifteen, Jesus said, If you love me, then you'll keep my commandments. And so our goal every day, everybody say every day. Every day. Our goal as believers every day should be to please God with our obedience to him and his word. Look at your neighbor and say, he's teaching already. He's teaching already. So I thought, you know, I thought, what could I share with my church that would help enhance their lives spiritually, physically, and financially? And so I asked myself this question. I said, what have I done that has caused God's blessings, that has caused favor with God and man, And has caused success in my life. What have I done to do that or for that to happen? And the answer that I came up with is that I have consistently lived a scripted life. Everybody say a scripted life. And so, if you're taking notes, that's our topic today. And I want you to turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter three, verse sixteen. Matthew three sixteen, and then we're going to go over to Matthew chapter four, verses one. Now, that's pretty much one long text. We're going to stay there pretty much today, uh, because I believe that God's going to speak to us through those scriptures. Now, one of the principles that I live by as a person is that duplicated efforts produce similar reward. Everybody say duplicated efforts produce similar reward. In other words, what that means to me is that principles don't change. Therefore, the effect or the impact of principles don't change. And so I believe if you can understand today's lessons, because what I'm going to be doing is teaching you some principles from God's word on how to live a scripted life. I believe if you will understand it and then begin to apply it, your life will move to higher levels of success. I don't care how well you're doing today in your life. There is room for improvement. Amen. Amen. So what is a script? i looked look this up in the dictionary. What is a script? A script is a document that outlines every audio, visual, behavioral, language element that's required to tell a story. How many have been to the movies before? Let me see your hand. Have you been to the movies? Well, you may not have realized this, but God's word is his script that he has written for our lives. And I'm pretty sure when you went to the movies, if you got there early enough, typically they're showing what? Everybody say previews. They're showing previews from movies that have been written that are not ready to be displayed yet. But what they're trying to do is give you an idea of what this movie is about because they're trying to convince you to come back. Everybody say come back. They're trying to convince you to come back so that you can spend some more money and watch another movie. Amen. Well, God's Word provides us with principles that will... Cause uh, calls us to have a preview of our lives and most of us we don't stay in his word enough to see the previews but I believe at some point when you get a revelation everybody say a revelation. When you get a revelation of really what God's word is for your life, it will change your life. Because his principles provide us with a preview of what actions we should take from the script of his word. And then his promises provide us with a review of what our life will look like if we'll stick to the script. Everybody say stick with the script. So the first point, if you're taking notes, and I have three today. The first point is a scripted life should become your identity for life. A scripted life should become your identity for life. In Matthew chapter 3 verse 16, I'm going to do a lot of reading, but here's what's going to happen. And I want to encourage you when you're reading the Bible. If you're doing it in the morning, don't just stop reading the Bible because the chapter stops. Because the Bible, when it was written, was not written in chapter and verses. It was one long letter that was written. The only reason they put chapters and verses in the Bible is for us to be able to now read it so I could tell you where to go. But it was written as one long letter. And so the reason I'm starting in Matthew chapter 3 today is because it has a continual flow into Matthew chapter 4. So Matthew three sixteen it says, And Jesus, when he was baptized, he went straightway out of the water, And lo, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming down upon him. Verse 17. And lo, a voice from heaven. A voice from where? A voice from heaven said, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. Then was Jesus, here's chapter 4 now, verse 1. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was after hungry. And when the tempter came, he says, If you be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written. Everybody say, It is written. It is written, written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? Every word that proceeds out of the script. Out of the mouth of God. Verse 5. Then the devil took him to the holy city, set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said, if you be the son of God, pay attention to that. He says, throw yourself down for it is written. He shall give his angels charge concerning you and and their hands shall bear you up. Lest at any time you dash your foot against a stone. Verse seven, Jesus said unto him, it is written. Everybody say, "It it is written. It is written again you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Verse 8. Again, everybody say again. Because there are going to be times in your life when you, when the devil comes or when, when the demonic forces come, the Bible says resist the devil and he will flee. Sometimes you have to resist him more than once. If you see here, he came again. It says again, the devil took him on an exceeding high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of him and said... All these things will I give you if you will fall down and worship me. Let me just say this. Uh, This is why a lot of people who may not live according to God's word and his principles, they may seem successful just because they have material wealth or substance. But material wealth is not the end result of success in life. As a matter of fact, the devil owns this world. He just offered it to Jesus. He's the God, little g, of this world. So everything in the world, when, when Adam sinned, he gave it over to the devil. And so now the devil owns this stuff. So that's why he was able to even offer it to Jesus. But here's my point. There are some people on your job, they're driving a better car than you. They might live in a better house than you. And it might look like things are going better. But let me say this, the devil has given them that stuff. And if they don't watch it, the Bible says, uh, you know, that there is another place that, that, that's beyond the earth. And then what good is it if a man gains the whole world and lose your soul? So don't, don't worry about the wicked that looks like they're prospering. Because at the end of the day, there's another life after this one. Amen. So it says, he says, if you'll fall down and worship me, watch what Jesus said to him. Jesus said in verse 10, get behind me, Satan, for it is written. Everybody say, it is written. You shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. And then the devil left him and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Now here's what I want to do. I want us to go back and examine some principles about what we just read because there are some principles of success that I want to point out to you on how to live a scripted life. And a scripted life is a good life. A scripted life is actually a more than abundant life. And so I'm going to show you today and I'm going to hopefully whet your appetite for you to understand that a scripted life is better for you than your own scripted life. Notice now we started in, uh, in Matthew 13, we started in verse 16 and we read and what we read is that Jesus got baptized by John the Baptist and then the Bible says in verse 17 specifically a voice from heaven came and said this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Now once Jesus was baptized this voice was audibly heard, everybody say audibly heard it was audibly heard confirming that Jesus was the Son of God. Now, this had never happened before in the Jewish culture. In other words, they had heard God's voice before. Moses had heard God's voice up in the mountains. And uh, some of the children of Israel had heard the voice of God. But they had never heard God say, this was my beloved son. So this is the first time people are ever hearing that God is speaking out of the heavens saying that Jesus is his son. Now, my point is this that, you know, the Old Testament writings had started pointing out, or watch this hat, scriptings about what Jesus' life should be here, be like when he got here. So now God's voice was heard, and several people heard God's voice. There are four people in particular that I know that heard his voice. The first person was Matthew, who was writing this gospel. He was not only a disciple of Jesus Christ, but he was an eyewitness to what was going on. And so that's why he was able to write what was going on. The second person who I know heard it as well was, listen, Jesus himself. But then there was a third person who also heard this. And you know who that third person was? It was John who was baptizing Jesus. But then there was a fourth person. Everybody say a fourth person. There was a fourth person who heard this voice as well. And you know who it was? It was the devil. And the devil hears the promises that God makes you as well. So now we see that Satan heard God called Jesus his son. Now, in Luke chapter 2, verse 46, because, see, what we don't realize is that when Jesus was younger, Jesus studied God's script for his life. That's why he was able to say, not my will, God, but your will be done. Why? Because he had read the script and the script says, you're going to come here. You're going to obey me. You're going to sacrifice your life. You're going to die on a cross. And then, son, I'm going to raise you up from the dead. That's my script for your life. And once you fulfill my script for your life, I'm going to set you on my right hand. And you're going to rule in authority. That was Jesus' script. So he already knew his script, right? So Luke chapter 2, verse 46 says, And it came to pass that after three days they found Jesus. This is when he had got lost. He was around 12 years old. They found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. Verse 47 says, And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and his answers. Because, see... Jesus had a good understanding of what his scripture looked like. So watch this now. So now, pay attention. He gets baptized. Now, this voice from heaven comes down and says, This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. The next verse, which now is verse 4, chapter 4, verse 1 says, Then the Spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. So sometimes when you are in a wilderness situation, church, it is not the devil. It's that the Spirit led him into the wilderness. Don't fight the wilderness. The wilderness is just a place of obscurity. It's a place of loneliness sometimes. It's a place where you feel like you're you're stuck. But see, sometimes it's the wilderness that we need to be at so we can get away from everybody else so we can hear what God is saying to us. And most of us spend so much time trying to get out of the wilderness that whatever we're supposed to get in the wilderness, we never get it. So now the Spirit leads him into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Watch this. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he got hungry. Who wouldn't be hungry? Okay. And let me just make this clear. When you're living a scripted life, it does not mean you have a life with no problems. Amen. Watch verse 3. It said, the tempter came and said, if you be the son of God, if you be the son of God, command these stones that they be made bread. Now, I know many of you were probably raised to believe. Touch your neighbor and say, he's about to kill your theology right now. I know you were raised to believe that the actual temptation was Jesus taking a stone and making it into bread. That's actually part of the temptation. That really wasn't the main temptation. The main temptation was the devil trying to produce doubt and unbelief in Jesus' mind that the voice that he had just heard was not really God. That's why it says, If you be the Son of God, what he was doing was really trying to doubt, get doubt in Jesus' mind of his identity. It was not about bread and a rock. He said, listen, he started the whole thing out by saying, if you be the son of God. So had he turned the rock into bread, what that was saying was, I really don't know if I'm the son of God or not. And see, that's what happened. Here it is, that voice came, and as soon as the voice came, the devil came and says, are you really him? Somebody say amen. And I'm about to say something that can change your life. Your degree of success in life will be determined by you, not just knowing the script for your life, but believing and acting out the script for your life. See, it's not just enough now to just believe the Bible. The Bible says the devils believe and tremble. Listen, uh, you would die of starvation just believing that food will feed you. If I set a plate in front of you and say, do you believe this will feed you? You're going to say, yeah, right? But if you just believe it and I come back in a week and that food is still there. Well, first of all, it ain't going to be good, right? But if you just believe it and you never eat it, what's going to eventually happen? You're going to die. Well, it's not just enough to believe the script and your identity. Everybody say my identity. Your identity of who God has called you to be. Is so important that the devil led the second temptation to Jesus the same way. Watch this. Let's look at the second temptation. Look at verse 5. Then the devil took him to the holy city, set him on a pinnacle, and said, Watch this. Read it with me. If you be the son of God. Here we go again. See, before you can live a scripted life and do what God's called you to do, you got to know who God's called you to be. And here he came after Jesus again. See, this is why faith don't come by having heard. Faith comes by hearing. And so now the devil came and said, wait wait, wait wait, wait! I know he told me it was written. Ah, he didn't fall for that one. Let me hit him up again. If you be the son of God, Throw yourself down. And watch this now, church, because I'm going to show you something. Now the devil uses the word on Jesus. Yeah. It is written. The devil knows the word too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It is written. He will give his angels charge over you, and their hands will bear you up, bless you at any time you dash your foot against the stone. He said, Jesus, just go on just, just jump off this mountain. You know they're going to catch you. So let me ask you a question. Why does the devil attack our identity? Write this down as a take-home statement. I'm going to say it twice. Because you will never do what God has scripted you to do in life until you know who he has scripted you to be. I'm going to say that again. You will never do what God has scripted you to do in life until you know who he has scripted you to be. In other words, you will never know. You will never do what God has called you to do until you know who he has called you to be. Jesus would have never been able to do the miracles that he did in his life until he knew who he was. See, listen, Jesus at that point when that voice came down, he had not, listen, done one miracle yet. He didn't do a miracle till he did, went to the wedding. That, the wedding was his first miracle. So now, watch this. He had to go by what his mother was telling him all his life. Uh, son, I just want you to know, you were born of uh, the Holy Ghost. I know Joseph looks like he's your daddy, but, but, but God is really your daddy, son. Now, listen to this now. Think about this. What if your mama was telling you this story growing up? You got this daddy that ain't never around. And she's trying to convince you that your daddy is God. And so I could just see Mary all his life explaining to him, son, hey, you're different. And the scripture says there were times that she had to ponder these things in her heart. So I'm pretty sure that she relayed this information to Jesus. And so now Jesus is 30 years old. He's been baptized, and now this voice comes and confirms what his mom was telling him and confirms, watch this now, what the script that he has been reading through the whole Old Testament, now that script was speaking to him, and he hears the voice that comes from heaven and says, this is my beloved son. And let me tell you something, church. You can run around and you can read every success book you want to, You can go to every seminar of success that you want to, but at the end of the day, if you don't know who God has called you to be, you will never be able to do what God's called you to do. Somebody say amen to that. Remember, when a movie script is written, it identifies who the characters are and the roles that they are supposed to play. Everybody say stick with the script. Amen. The Bible says in Psalm 119, 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet. It's a light unto our path. So God's word is designed to be our script for life. You don't have to worry about how to get from A to B. If you just walk it out on a daily basis. Some people say, well, pastor, I don't know God's will for my life. What I tell them is just obey God every day. And you'll listen, you'll wind up in the place that he wants you to be. Here's point number two. Jesus lived a scripted life, and so should we. Jesus lived a scripted life, and so should we. Now let's go back to Matthew chapter 4, look in verse 3, so we can see how Jesus responded to the enemy's temptation because his response reveals to us the key to living a scripted life, all right? Look in now verse 3 of chapter 4 of Matthew. And when the tempter came, he said, watch this, read it with me. If you be the Son of God, Command that these stones be made bread, verse 4. But he answered and said, come on class, what is it? It is written. What did he say? It is written. Now what did he say? He says, man shall not live by bread alone. But watch this, but by every word, but by the script that comes out of whose mouth. God's mouth. He said, listen, no, 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 no. If you won't live life, you can't live life on pork chops and church's chicken and Sonic and, and Kentucky fried chicken and, and mama's burgers. And, and, and No, you can't live by that. He says, if you want to live a scripted life, you're going to have to live by the script that God has produced called his word. Now, let me read that verse in another version of the Bible called the easy to read Bible, because I believe it highlights Jesus emphasizing how you and I should live a scripted life. Verse four says this, uh, chapter four, verse three says, the devil came to tempt him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these rocks to become bread. Verse four, Jesus answered him, the scriptures, or let me say it like this. The script says it is not just bread that keeps people alive. Watch this. Their lives depend on what the script says. Their lives depend on what God says, and this is powerful because you will never live by God's script. I says until you accept the script. See, God does not have grandchildren. See, now I'm talking to the young people. Now, you might have been raised in a Christian house, but that don't make you a Christian. Oh, let me say that again. You might have been raised in a Christian home, but that don't make you no Christian because you don't become a Christian by being raised in a house. You become a Christian when Jesus becomes your Christ. And there becomes a day in your life where you're going to have to accept and decide for yourself that what the God that mama and daddy believes in, the Jesus and that Mom and daddy believes in, I'm going to have to believe for myself. And until then, you have not accepted the script for you. Amen. And when people don't accept the script of who God says they are, they fall in one of three categories. Here's the first one. They become confused people. These are people who are confused about life and who they are and why they're here. And we run across these people all the time. You're working with them, they're your next door neighbor. These are people that are lost and some of them are not lost. Some of them are just confused. They don't know. They have no idea why I'm here. They have no idea who God has made me. They have no identity. They're confused in life. This is why people have gender confusion because they have not accepted the script of who God says they are. You have confused people. Then you have copycats. These are people who take the script of other people's lives, and they try to live it. No, no, no. God did not make duplicates. God did not make carbon copies. God made originals. And the only way you're going to be fulfilled in life and I'm going to be fulfilled in life is that I have to now find out the script that God has for me and start living that thing out in my life. I can't take the script he has for you and look at it and be jealous because God didn't make me like you and he didn't make you like me. And only you can do what God's called you to do the way he wants you to do it. Everybody say copycats. Here's number three. These are conformers. These are people who allow the world and the people in the world and the ways of the world to influence how they think, how they uh, act, and even, watch this, even if it, it violates God's principles in their life, they can even know that and still, because, see, typically people who conform to the world are people who want to be accepted by everybody. Now, I'm about to tell you something that you don't know that's going to change your life. Everybody ain't going to like you. I'm going to say it on this side over here. I said everybody in life ain't going to like you. I'm going to say it on this side just in case they didn't hear me either. I said, everybody in life ain't going to like you. Listen, accept it. Because if not, what you will do in life is you'll try to conform your life to make people like you. And that's why you're schizophrenic. You don't know who you are because this group over here, they want you to act black. And this group over here, they want you to act white. And this group over here, they want you to act Asian and uh, Mexican. and, And you ain't none of that. You are a child of God. Listen, my race don't define me. That's not what defines me. What defines me is who God says I am. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and I not believe. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's who I am. I'm not a black man. I'm a man of God. Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. That's some good stuff right there. See, you can get stuck with the world. See, if you stay conformed, the world will make you think the only way you're going to succeed is you've got to fit in. No, no, no. The only way you're going to succeed is if you script in. That's good preaching, church. So watch this now. Look in verse 6 real quick as we close. Verse 6. And uh, it says unto him, if you be the son of God, there it is again. For it is written, he will give his charge over you. Give his angels charge over you. And then verse 7 it says, and Jesus said, it is written again. Because the only way you're going to successfully live a scripted life, you got to say the script again. Everybody say again. No, 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 no. Faith don't come by having heard. Faith don't come by hearing some one time. Faith don't come by hearing saying you say it some one time. Faith comes by what? Hearing. So here's my last, here's my last point, And that is a scripted life comes by having a scripted mouth. A scripted life comes by having a scripted mouth. Now, honestly, I believe if you've been a member here at Word of Truth Family Church for some years, I believe you already know how important it is to speak words of life over your life. I know you know that. We all know Proverbs 18, 21. Put it up there. Let's read it together. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. The problem is most people stop reading that verse or saying that verse right there. But the rest of the verse says, and they that love it will eat the fruit thereof. And what I've discovered, ask me what I've discovered. I've discovered with believers is that knowing the principle is not enough. Here's why people still say things that don't have life producing in it. It's because they don't have a revelation of this verse. They may have knowledge of this verse, but they don't have revelation of this verse. Now, the principle, again, is you are an actor in God's movie. He has written a script and he has put you in the movie and has given you some lines that he wants you to say. But most of us, we're not saying what the script that we've been given, we don't say that. Think about what kind of movie would it be if you went to go watch a movie and everybody decided to say what they wanted to say. Listen, not only would it not probably be a good movie, it would be disorganized. It would be all all fragmented. Why? Because it won't flow. It won't have a story. It won't end the way the director wants it in. And that's the problem with us. It's now time for us to live in the movie that God's put us in, but we refuse to speak the script. Amen. So if you notice, Jesus said, It is written three times. Everybody say three times. He said three times it is written. So let's close by looking at how Jesus had a scripted mouth. Look in verse 3, chapter 4. And when the tempter came, he says, If you be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, Read it with me, it is written. Jesus had a scripted mouth. And in the midst of temptation, Jesus did not let his situation control his verbalization. I'm going to say that again. In the midst of temptation, Jesus did not let his situation control his verbalization in other words many of us we get in the heat of the fiery furnace we go through the trials in life and you know what we say we say what we see and when you say what you see you're going to keep seeing what you're saying jesus said no no you don't say what you see you speak those things that be not as though they were you stick to the script that god has said god is going to cause you to triumph in christ jesus you're going to win in this situation listen he's going to open up a." door he's gonna cause favor to come. That's what you need to be saying, not it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Hey Amen. Jesus made it his life's duty. To only say what he heard the Father say. John eight twenty six. Jesus said, I have many things to say and to judge of you, but he that sent me is true. Watch what he says. And I speak to the world those things which I heard him say. Watch this. In John chapter 12, verse 49 and 50, it says, For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me. He gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his commandment is life. Watch this. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. You got to make your mind up. You're going to say what God said. Your life is already reflecting about what you saying. I mean, just think think, if you're just halfway doing good, if you just do what I'm telling you today. Amen. Amen. Jesus made his mind up to only speak the script. And if you want next level success, how many want next level success? If you want next level success in life, you must make your mind up. That you're only going to say what the script for your life is, and you may be saying, "Well, Pastor Evan, what's the big deal?" Well, the big deal is that your big mouth is controlling your life. That's the big deal. Yeah, yeah. Do you get it? Listen, your big mouth is controlling your big life, and your life is exactly where your mouth is right now. Yeah. Oh, see that sting right there. Ooh. Oh, ooh, oh, ooh, ooh, I don't have enough money because that's what my mouth is saying. Yes. You ain't went back to school to finish your education because you ain't got the money. Yes. Watch this. This is so good. Psalm 45, 1. We're going to stop right here. Psalm 45, 1 says this. The latter part of the verse says, my tongue is the pen. Of a ready writer. Now I love the World English Bible. This is what it says. My tongue is like the pen of a skillful writer. You know who's writing the script of your life? You let me tell you what I did. I made a decision years ago. You know, when I when I was unsafe, I was really unsafe. Y'all know what I'm saying. I, I wasn't I wasn't a good sinner. I wasn't one of those. You know, a good sinner is somebody who they didn't cuss, they didn't drink, they you know, they was just nice people. They just weren't saved. Good sinners, I wasn't that. Whatever I wanted to do and say is what I did. I remember I was smoking weed on my way to church. Church was boring, I had to entertain myself. <laughs> but I always go to church happy. <laughs> and if you made me mad, I would cuss you out in church. I wasn't saved. Why should I act saved if I wasn't saved? I mean, why do we expect dogs pe- to meow? They don't meow. What do they do? They bark. Well, what do sinners do? They sin. So I was out there. I was out there, and I mean, I was way out. There. I was one of those people that they, they—they—they they never think I would get saved. And so when I got saved, it was a shock to the world. I'm telling you, if it was—if if the internet was on, if the internet was back then, I'd have—listen, I would have had a zillion views. But I took that same determination. And say, you know what, if I live for the devil that way, then I am going to take that same energy, that same focus, that same intensity, and I'm going to live for God. It ain't going to be a perfect life, but I tell you what, I'm going to put all my into it. I'm going to give it all I got. The devil's going to wish he kept me on his team. And some of us, we still, because we have not made up our mind to live a scripted life, we're on both sides of the fence. we over here with the devil sometimes. we over here with God, and this is what our life looked look like, just like this. So here are some steps right here to living a scripted life. Because let me tell you something. And, and, and I want you to receive this. Everybody say, receive this. Receive this. I'm te- I, I've had some challenges in life. But uh, 95 to 97 percent of them—I'm talking about as a believer now. 95 to never, 97 percent of them wasn't because I made a stupid choice. It's because just the devil just hit me. That's it. My life consistently has been a good life. That don't mean an easy life. When I say easy, meaning I still have to apply the word. I still have to apply the word. When you got as many bills as we got around here, you better apply something but I ain't going to sleep worried. This is the Lord's house. I did say the Lord. It's his house. So why should I lay down at night and trying to worry about what he going to do? It is his house. I'm going to sleep because I got my own house to worry about. Good night, Lord. Tell me what you're going to do in the morning. I'll be up. Steps to living a scripted life. Number one, make a decision to live a scripted life. Why did you come to church today? Did you come just to feel good? Or did you come to learn something that can change you? Because, listen, if you don't make a decision right now, well, see, right now the anointing is flowing. I know it's flowing. The anointing is flowing. You need to make the decision now. You say, well, Pastor, I ain't ready to stop doing that. I ain't telling you. I ain't asked you to stop doing nothing. I'm saying make a decision. Because, see, when you make a decision, the strength you need to carry that decision out, Jesus will give it to you. Here's number two. Step two, invest Time in God's script for your life. You got to get this word inside of you. You got to get pregnant. You got to get it inside. You got to get, listen, it's got to get in you, uh, listen, until you poop it out. I, I, I know that's a bad illustration, but you know what I'm saying? No. You relate to what I'm saying? When you eat something, it's coming out. And if it don't come out, you need to go to the doctor. It's coming out. When you put that word inside of you, when you put it in in abundance, Jesus said, whatever comes into your heart in abundance, your mouth is going to speak it. And so listen, you don't know the word until it's coming out of your mouth. I don't care what you tell me. You say, Pastor, I know the word. If it ain't coming out of your mouth, you don't know the word. Find some time to put the scriptures and learn them. Here's number, th- here's number three. Find scriptures that tell who, tell you who you are and learn them. Learn them. I'm going to help you next week with some of this. And then here's step number four as we close. Use these scriptures that you learn that talk about who you are. Speak them out loud so that the power in those words begin to shape your life. Because let me tell you something about the word. The word has the power in it to cause to come to pass what God wants to come to pass. In other words, it's like Drano. Just put it in and the power is already in it. Oh, you don't have to stop doing this stuff. Look, put the word in there and you'll eventually stop. So next week, I'm going to be discussing the promises of a scripted life, the purpose of a scripted life, the problems of a scripted life, and then the power of, the, of a scripted life. And there are some people in this room today. I'm talking to some excusers in here now. Now, I'm saying this with all love. Everybody say all love. Some of you have been just excused here, excuse there. No, no. It's, no you, you, can, you can say, it was my mama. It was my daddy. It's my job. It was my boss. Why is it always somebody else's fault? You know whose fault it really is? It's yours because you have not decided to live a scripted life. So with every head bowed right there at your seat, there are some people in this room today that need to make a decision to live a scripted life. You say, Pastor, what does that mean? You're already saved. I'm not talking about salvation right now. I'm talking about people who have just not, you're not all in. It's time to get all in. It's time to take this thing serious. It is time for you to just give God. Let me tell you something. See, when you're serious about this thing, as a single person, you'll stop dating unsaved folks that's not his script the script tells us to be unequally yoked don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers why in the world are you still dating folks and this dude ain't got no relationship with god this girl you can see how she dressed she ain't got no relationship with god and if she is if she does you're gonna be her grandfather in the spirit Now, some of y'all ain't ready. You're not ready to live a financial scripted life because you haven't trusted God with just with your money. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I want to challenge you today to make a decision to live a scripted life. If today you say, "Pastor, I'm today. This is it." I'm drawing the line in the sand. I'm going to live a scripted life. I'm gonna do what God wants me to do. When I mess up, I'm gonna fess up. But for right now, He's got. I'm giving Him all. I'm all in. Raise your hand. Say, Pastor, that's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. Anybody? Anybody? Who's renewing your commitment to be scripted today? I see your hands all over the place. Put your hands down. There are some people in the room. You're not saved. If you die today, you know you 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 you're not ready. Let me say it like this: if you died and you're not sure you'd go to heaven, I'm talking to you. And so there's a